Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. The spirit of humility and openness to your word. Let your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Please turn with me to the book of John. Praise the Lord. Um, this morning I am beginning or continuing, depending on how you see it, on a series on, on what? I, I cannot hear you. What your pastor can do for you. Okay. What my pastor can do for me. All right. Now, last week uh, I took some notes down. You, you guys gave me a whole lot of things we can do for you. Do you remember? And um, you said we can do so many things for you. We can help you. We can bless you. We can get you jobs, visas, uh, wives, husbands, uh, pay school fees. Somebody asked me to pay school fees after church. Uh, recommend you, help you financially, give you accommodation, uh, be a father to you, and so many things. Preach you to you, counsel you, etc. So today we want to, I'll, I'll try to establish with you the reality that the most important thing your pastor can do for you is to give you the word. Amen. So my series now is entitled my pastor's voice you call it my pastor's voice all right what my pastor can do for me the best thing he can do for me is to share the word with me amen he can teach me he can bless me through the word okay now it is very important what i'm going to share with you is so important um that i I want you to take note of it. Now, the end result of what I am sharing with you, are you listening to me? If this message, how many believe this message is going to affect your life? Good. If it does affect your life, what it is going to do is that it will make you acquire a lot of tapes. So that, that's, that's the end result of this message. You're going to buy tapes. And listen to them. Okay? So right before we start, that the end of this series is supposed to make me buy tapes and listen to them. You get it? I do not benefit when you buy a tape. I do not benefit financially. And I have never benefited financially. Even the books, I don't benefit. Johnny, have you ever paid me any human rights or copyrights or any rights? No rights. So, um, you, you benefit. 
You get it? The church, is, the church does not gain any income when you buy tapes. We don't gain anything. In fact, we lose. We, we just lose all the time when you buy a tape. Because the, uh, the cost of um, the equipment to make the tapes, right, uh, the last time we bought was about 7,000 pounds. 7,000 pounds is how much? 70 million CDs. So, you add it up, and then the tapes you buy, it, 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 we, don't, we, we, we lose. And apart from that, other, that's just one part of the equipment. Other parts of the equipment that are used to make the people who work to produce the tapes and printing of the labels and buying the cassettes and getting master tapes, because apart from the one you listen to, there are master tapes and then discs on which we store the tapes and so on. So uh, we do not gain financially. I'm just saying this because there are always some weird people who have weird ideas about everything. Their minds work in a negative way about anything. They rethink of everything in, a, in the wrong way. Have you met some negative people? When there's, your glass has exactly, it's exactly half of the level, they always see it as the glass is half empty rather than the glass is half full. And it's the same thing. It's half empty, not the same as half full. So there are people who always see things negatively. Can I have an amen? amen? So I'm just telling you how your life will be if this message has an effect on your life. Amen. Now, I am your pastor. And you are the sheep that God has given to me. All right? That's why I'm here. There are people who watch us on television when we used to be on TV. But many of them are not our sheep. And that is why I would spend time to share the word of God with you. Because you are the sheep that God has given to me. There is a relationship between me and you. You get it? You get it? And so God has anointed me to be a blessing to you. Even many of the things I say, I don't know the effect that it has on your life. I don't even know. You know? But, and sometimes you may not even be able to tell me what a blessing it is. I don't know. You get it? But the, the point I'm trying to make is that there is a relationship, and the relationship is spiritual. It's not physical. So allow the relationship to bring you what it is supposed to bring you. Can I have an amen? amen. Now, when, if this message works on you in a positive way, it will make you buy a lot of cassettes. I don't want to pretend. It will make you get a lot of tapes it will make you get into a catalog which we will have soon. We have a catalog. It's being printed in London. But we'll have it soon, available. But even if there's no catalog, 
you can ask. You get what I'm saying? Because even if there's a catalog, many of you won't read it. You won't look at it. But, so you can ask, is there any preaching about this or that? It will make you want to read what your pastor has written. Because it's your pastor's voice again that is coming through the printed page. Are you listening to me? Are you hearing me? I don't want to pretend to you. I am preaching and I'm campaigning for you to get tapes because I can influence or be a great blessing to you through my voice, which is going to carry certain things to you because I am your pastor. And there is a spiritual relationship with me that you do not have with Benny Hinn. No matter how anointed Pastor Benny Hinn is, the relationship that I have with you is different from the relationship that you have with Benny Hinn or Reinhard Bonke, who are very great people. You know that I, I, I love these people. Is that not so? But I'm just trying to help you to see that there is a relationship between your past, the shepherd, and the sheep. And the best thing that can flow and the most important thing that you need from your shepherd is his voice carrying certain things towards you. And so if you really understand what I'm saying, you will end up getting tapes, a lot of tapes on different things, apart from what is being preached today, and spending the money for it, playing them at home, playing them in your car, playing them in your office, playing them on your Walkman, getting even a tape recorder if you do not have one, so that you can listen and receive what God is trying to bring to you through your pastor, which he will not try to bring to you through somebody who is not your pastor, even though the person may be a man of God. If, let's say, we had a visiting preacher here, the person is still not your pastor, and you know the visiting preachers we've had are all great guys. Amen. So, John chapter 10. Verily, verily, verse 1. I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Julogile. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth. And the sheep hear his circle that word voice. Very important. The sheep hear his voice. You will notice this word voice is mentioned a few times in this passage. And he calleth his own sheep by name and he leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his, circle that word again, voice. I'm sharing today about my pastor's voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the, circle the word again, voice, of strangers you see spiritually without even knowing it the sheep do not know that voice it's strange to them 
You get what I'm trying to say? That's why I, I don't feel that we need to be on television to maintain our members. Lighthouse, we don't need to be on television to keep our members in the church. Because all the other churches are on television. We are not on TV. But I don't think that I need to be on television before I can sustain my church. Our church grew without t- television. We, we became what we were without going on TV. And also, I know this principle that the sheep know the voice and the voice of a stranger, they will not follow that voice. How many will follow the voice of a stranger? You may watch on TV or hear on the radio very powerful voices, but it is a little strange to you spiritually, even though it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an anointed voice. It's a voice that's called by God, but it's not the voice that you are used to following. How many understand what I'm talking about? How many will follow the voice of a stranger? How many will not follow the voice of a stranger? Upstairs. I can't see your hand. So when you raise your hand, oh, you're all there, but you are feeling tired. <laughs> okay? Is it the fasting? How many fasted with us last week? Great. How many are going to fast this week? We are doing monkey fasting, sparrow fasting, and labor ward fasting how many are going to be around for all these experiences it's going to be powerful we are going to eat uh this week is monkey fasting we are going to eat fruits bananas no money oranges no money watermelons no money pineapples no money apples no money uh-huh mangoes no money yes so we are going to, not granite, it's not, uh, granite are not fruits, although monkeys eat them. All right. And then uh, uh, from Wednesday, Wednesday and Thursday, we are going into sparrow. Sparrow is that you are very light and you are flying. Huh? So Wednesday, we are going to have a combination of monkeys and sparrows. Some people will start the sparrow on Wednesday. Some will start on Thursday. All of us will start on Thursday. How many have never fasted through the night before to the next day? Since you were born, give me a wave. Give me a wave. How many think it's something you should try? Eh? It's something you should try. So if you haven't done it before, at least join the sparrows on Thursday. And when we start Thursday morning, Friday evening, and especially if you like food, the food is going to be very nice Friday evening. You plan for it. Anything that you normally eat, the, the taste is going to be augmented by Friday evening. Hallelujah. All right. How did we get into the fasting? Okay. Um, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Verse 8 of John chapter 10. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. He shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth and the wolf 
catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. You know, I know my sheep and I am known of mine. You know, one thing about Jesus is that he says who he is. Nobody ever spoke like this. I am this, I am this, I am this, I am this. No one ever did. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. Verse 15. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear, and they shall hear my, settle that word again, voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. Amen. Now, in this scripture, you see Jesus describing how his control and his influence on the sheep is through his voice. Everybody say control. control. Influence. Influence. Guidance. Help. Help. Blessing. Blessing. It was through the voice. He said, I will go out and they know my voice. And I will lead them out through my voice. You see, in those days, the shepherd would speak. And they, the sheep, you know, ordinary animals, they knew the voice of the shepherd whom they were used to. You see, a voice is something you can recognize very easily. It doesn't even have to just be your wife or your husband, but anybody whom you talk to a few times. I mean, you hear the person's voice on the telephone or whatever. You immediately know it is the person. You get it? So a voice is something that is really recognized. Every voice is unique. You know, every voice is unique. Every voice is different. And so a voice is something you recognize. And through that, you get it? We eliminate strangers. We eliminate wolves. We eliminate all the bad things. And through that voice, the sheep are led. Led. They are influenced. They are brought to good places. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me. To where? To where? To green pastures. The Lord who is your shepherd leads you. How does he lead you? He, the sheep shall hear my voice. And, they, and he leadeth them. For they hear his voice. And he leadeth them out. Are you listening to me? Very, very important. Now, what is in the shepherd's voice that is so important to the lives of the sheep? Are you understanding what I'm asking? Tell the person next to you what is so important. What is in the voice? What is in the voice? Is it the sound of the voice? Ask the person, is it the sound of the voice? What is the pastor saying? Now turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 3. And I'm going to show you two important ingredients that are carried in the voice of a good shepherd. Amen. And you will see these two ingredients throughout the Bible as the key method or key channel through which God's blessings come to the sheep. Amen. Notice in Jeremiah chapter 3, underline it in your Bible, 
this is one of the most important messages you will ever hear in the whole of your life till you die. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse number 15. And I need you to underline this scripture if you have not already underlined it in your Bible. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse number 15. And it says, I will give you what? Pastors or shepherds according to mine heart. Now when he says according to my heart, that means that there must be some pastors who are not according to his heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, now, what are the pastors who are according to God's heart? What are they going to do? You get it? Let, let's see what the pastors who are according to his heart, what they are going to do. Okay? Notice verse 15. It says, and I'm going to give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed, feed you with what? With prayers and fastings. With ministrations and prophetic revelations. With prophetic words and laying on of hands. Are these things wrong? Is it wrong to have a prophetic word? Is it wrong to have laying on of hands? Is it wrong to have a, 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 a prayer times? Is it wrong to be laid hands upon? Is it wrong to be prayed for? No, it's not wrong. But you realize that God is at this point bringing out a very key, key role that the shepherd or pastor plays. And he's actually describing the most important ingredients in a pastor's ministry that's why some people were saying we can get accommodation for you we can get you a job we can get you a husband we can get your wife all these things are true but the greatest and most important blessing which leads to all these other things you mentioned are you listening to me is actually the voice of the shepherd which is carrying certain powerful ingredients and these powerful ingredients are written right there in Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. He says, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so carried in the pastor's voice are two important ingredients, my dear friend. And these ingredients are knowledge and understanding. And through knowledge and through understanding will come all the blessings you desire. Will come prosperity. Will come healing. Will come establishment. Will come comfort. Will come uh, the anointing. Will come so many. And I'm going to show you how your pastor's voice carrying these ingredients actually practically brings these things to everybody's life. I'm going to show you. I'll show you. You'll, find, you'll be surprised. You're going to find out that actually through these ingredients, all these things come into our lives. Can I have an amen? amen? Now, the Hebrew word for the word knowledge, are you ready for this Hebrew word? Is the word dia. D-E-A-H. Alright? So, the Bible says that the pastors, according to my heart, are going to feed you with knowledge or dear, D-E-A-H. I may not get the uh, pronunciation uh, uh, well. I may not pronounce it uh, in the Hebrew way, but at least by our own Ghanaian uh, way of pronouncing D-E-A-H. What do you think would be the pronunciation of such a word? Dear. Huh? Yeah, D-E-A-H. Dear. Now, what does it mean? Now, this is something that your pastor is giving. God's pastors, who are according to his own heart, are giving dear all the time. And the dear comes through the voice. So if you don't have the voice, you're not going to get the dear. Notice. Dear means, number one, it means knowledge, which is the word is translated into knowledge. Number two, it means to be learned. To be learned. In other words, when you get the deer, you become learned. 
Now, if you were an ignoramus, and there are a lot of ignoramuses running loose, if you are an ignoramus, you, and you just come to church, even if you didn't go to school, you will become learned. Oh, yes. You become very wise. People will wonder. I mean, I've met so many people who are so surprised that I'm so young. And I don't, I don't mind being young. Yesterday, I met a, a man here after uh, we had a wedding. The man just go, hey, come. You know, I, I realized that because he was so old or elderly, he just wanted to relate with me as a child. And I don't mind. So I just went to him. I said, yes, sir. How are you, sir? And I related with him because he's as old as my father or older. I don't have a problem with being young. Yeah, but you see, sometimes maybe when you hear the messages and you, you hear the word and the, you think the person uh, to be so learned or to, be so, to have so much wisdom and understanding, you must be of a certain age. I'm not of a certain age. It's just the word, the, the, the thing I've been feeding myself with the deer for some time. So it looks as though I'm learned. And anybody who receives the deer, you will look as though you are learned. People will look at you and ask. The Bible says that they were surprised when they heard Peter and James and John preaching. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. And Jesus had been feeding them with a deer for some time. The third important thing that knowledge, uh, the word deer means, and that's the last thing, is it means an opinion. An opinion. All right? So as you, as you grow in the word, and as your pastor preaches to you, you begin to form an opinion or opinions about different things. This is why politicians are afraid of us. Because they know that as we speak to our congregations, we are helping them to form opinions about whatever is going on. Because they know that we are feeding people with knowledge and understanding, at least in some places. Amen. I was in London and I heard some people saying that uh, one political party is very annoyed with me because uh, it looks like through our churches, we have started churches all over the place and we are really making people aware of certain things. I said, well, that's their problem. If they have a problem, it's a problem. I'm, I'm going to make you aware. I'm going to make you have an opinion. I'll make you have an opinion about everything that is relevant. Amen. I'll make you think in the right way. It's my duty to give you and to feed you with knowledge and understanding. Can I have an amen? It's my Christian duty. It's my pastoral duty to let you form an opinion. And if your opinion is a wrong opinion, with time, you see, the opinion that I'm supposed to feed you with is the truth and not a political opinion about this or that, but just bare truths. A Christian should stand for things that are true. A Christian shouldn't stand for something when it is not true. A Christian shouldn't defend indefensible things. A, a Christian should not be tribalistic. A Christian should not be racist. A Christian should not hate white people and love black people. They are wrong. These are wrong things. So our pastor's duty will teach you and feed you with the word till you form an opinion that it's wrong to be a racist. I know one pastor, he preached for one year on race, racism, and religion. Pastor Fred Price. He preached for one year. He quoted so many things, showed so many things about racism. 
how white people and black people are hating each other. He preached it for one year. At a point, it was that those certain people were against him. People stood up in the church and said, we are behind you. Other pastors stood up and supported and said that what you are saying is the right thing, although it's very confrontational and very some way, what you are saying is the truth. And he helped the people to form an opinion about things. Can I have an amen? How many want to be learned? How many want to be an ignoramus? What is an ignoramus? Spelled I-G-N-O-R-A-M-U-S. Ignoramus is ignorance that has manifested itself fully in a human being and is walking around. Amen. That is an ignoramus, full of ignorance. Now, the second thing that is carried by your pastor's voice after the deer is what we call sakal. Sakal. And it is S-A-K-A-L. And this one is very interesting. It means sakal. And, and, and you've got to get your pen here. It means to cause to be circumspect and intelligent. To cause someone to be circumspect. What does circumspect mean? Cynthia, what does it mean? To be wise, careful, all right? So, to cause you to be circumspect. And number two, intelligence. Wow! And interesting, said, when you are daft crying, you come to church. Through the word of God, you become, you become what? Circumspect and what? Intelligence. How many want to be intelligent? People will talk with you and say, they say, man, man, you are circumspect and intelligent. Powerful. Are you glad that you are intelligent from today? Well, that's if you get that. If you listen to the voice, if you don't listen to the voice, you're not going to get the circumspection and the intelligence. Number two, it means to cause someone to become an expert. An expert. When you see somebody who is an expert, it's like he's very good at what he is doing. Glory to God. Amen. The next one, it means to instruct and to give skill. Are you there? To instruct and to give skill. So, carry it in your pastor's voice. If he is giving you, you see, not all pastors give knowledge and understanding. No, 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 no. Not all pastors give knowledge. That's why he said, the pastors according to my heart are giving knowledge and understanding. You see, I wrote these little books here. This is a very powerful book. This one, Principles of Success. I mean, if you, if you read this book, if you listen to the tapes, man, you, you will be caused to get intelligence. To become an expert. <laughs> it will affect you definitely, most definitely. To cause to, the next one, to instruct and to give skill. Do you have that? The next one, it is to make a person or to make a person have good success. Notice that. To make, I mean, what I am reading to you, right? I, I, I didn't conjure it up. I'm just reading to you the translation of this Hebrew word, sakal. I'm reading it out to you from the, uh, 
uh, from the concordance. It's not my, I didn't, I didn't say. So when you see a book like this, uh, Solomonic Success, is being sold out there, or Principles of Success, or Secrets of Success. I mean, if you see a book like this, there, and you pass by the book, and you say, give me some trophy, give me some meat pie, give me two mortar guineas and one domedo, I tell you, my friend, <laughs> You've not understood what you came to church for. You didn't come to church to buy Malta Guinness. You didn't come to church to buy Domedo. You didn't come to church to buy Ofam. You came to church to get Sakal and Dia. <laughs> the Sakal will make you intelligent. It will make you have skill. It will make you to be an expert. If you have a pastor, there are different kinds of churches. There are pastors who don't give knowledge and understanding. They give inspiration. No, there, there, there are some pastors, when they preach, you'll just be happy. I mean, I, sometimes I watch some of them and I just become happy. You know, I remember one time I was watching and I was watching television. I was just lying down and my wife was also just lying down. And I was watching somebody on television and I just started laughing. I said, I'm so happy. As the guy was preaching, I just became happy as I was just listening to what because you, you, you are encouraged, you see. But encouragement is different from knowledge. You see, there's a good feeling, but you don't know anything new. And a good feeling is different from having knowledge and having understanding. It's different from a good feeling. You see, sometimes you come, you hear a word, and you are really up. High. You don't know why you are. You don't know why you are on top of the clouds. You don't know why you are flying high today. You don't know why you are in a good mood. But you are just in a good mood because church was great. What did you? What was happening at church? It was good. There was power. God was there. In fact, we are on top. But did you? I'm just feeling good. You need Dia and Sakal to take you into a certain realm. It says, I read out from the concordance, I said that to, to, to make you to have good success in your life. I pray for you that you would be in a church where the pastor gives knowledge and understanding. Because if you are in a church where the pastor gives knowledge, I mean, you see, Zana, when I think of the things that I have preached in this church, eh, the things that I have preached in church, I mean, when I look back, even what, I, what I'm preaching currently in the, uh, uh, this service, um, the fourth service, I'm preaching about I shall not want. I shall not want. I, I, I broke it down into three parts. I mean, there are more parts. I'm going to preach for more than a year on that topic. But uh, I shall not want. I started by showing the way God provides for you. If you are in that service, you, you will learn how and see how God actually takes care of you. Here, 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 here. So many things. You will suddenly see doors opening and see certain things happening. Then after that, I preach, you shall build a house. And I gave steps on how to build a house. I mean, is this, not, is this not skill? Is this not becoming an expert? Is this not having good success? When I look back in my life, I realize that if I had heard this message some years ago, I built a house. How many look back in your life and realize that maybe you should have built a house some time ago? Earlier. But you see, sometimes certain blessings come and pass you by. You don't even know what you have. But as you come to church, and you hear, and you hear, now perhaps you'll not be in that service, and you're not going to be in that service. I am preaching during the first service on the madman of Gadara. Now when you, when you listen to the madman of Gadara, 
to teach you three things. Number one, the nature of demons. Number two, the activities of demons. And number three, how to deal with demons. But you see, we can't preach all the things all the time in all the services. So now we talk about women. If you are a woman and you listen to that, well, daughter, you can make it. Daughter, make a move. Daughter, uh, what? Whilst you wait. Daughter, so many things for, that are women. More than women's ministry that has been set up by uh, for more than 31st December uh, 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 women's uh, what do you call it oh yeah listen to those things listen to those things because you see I, I'm, not, I'm not a woman preaching out of frustration out of inability to get married out of frustrations of a marital crisis no I'm preaching the word of God from the word of God I'm preaching to you love I'm not preaching out of bitterness a lot of these Beijing kind of things are out of bitter women's heart who want to fight against men. And it's not a good spirit. I didn't say that all of them. So don't, 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 don't get upset. I said some of them. And if it's not you, don't, don't, don't be bothered. But if it's you, then you know it's you. Then why are you angry? Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? I preach about marriage. I preach about marital mistakes. That's well, a long time since I preach about that. I preach about marriage. I preach about the ideal family. The ideal family. Wow, there's so many things. I preach about uh, 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 what? Seven great principles. And what are the seven great principles? Knowledge and understand. Dear and Sakal. Flying in the airwaves. My brother and my sister. I said, this message is intended to send you to tapes. To go and ask them, Charlie, what are the tapes that are in the system? Let me have them. Because it's carrying something for me. The next one. It means to have or to make wise. To have wisdom or to make wise. You know? The next one is to be, believe, or consider wise. The wise is a lot in the definition. So it's like to make you become a wise person. And finally, it is to guide you wittingly. To guide you wittingly. Amen. Amen. Now, when you have knowledge and understanding... Right? Or when deer and sakal are coming, let's take it, look through your notes now. What is deer? Knowledge. It means to be learned. The next one is to have an opinion. You're going to have an opinion. When you come to Lighthouse Chapel International, we teach you and preach you the word of God, practical things. You will have an opinion. And people will wonder, where do you get your ideas from? How do you know all these things? Which school did you go to? So, I, I don't go to school. I just have Dia and Sakal. Dia and Sakal are coming to me all the time. Through my pastor's voice. Feeding me with knowledge and understanding. There are times you come to church, I will not give knowledge and understanding. I will, make, I will inspire you and make you happy. And it's also a good time. It's a good feeling to have. How many want to feel good? That's also a good time. Amen. What does sakal mean? To cause, to be what? Circumspect and what? 
intelligence. Oh, how many remember the intelligent people in your school? How many wish you were like them when they were always doing well in school? Upstairs at the balcony. Do you wish that you were like the intelligent people in your school? Many of the intelligent people in your school today are in Harvard and are in what university? Cambridge. And there's an American one that they were all going to. MIT. Massachusetts. You know? If you had been intelligent, you would have been there. Perhaps today, if God can give you some intelligence, it will change your situation. And you will be going to MIT next. And Yale and Harvard and Oxford. Can I have an amen? What is the next one? To be or cause to consider to be an expert. Do you have that? How many want to be experts? Experts. The next one is what? To instruct and to give skill. How many want instruction and skill? Even when you are getting married, you will be, you will be, you will be guided and instructed and taught skill on how to do things in marriage. How to be a wife. Some people have, don't have the faintest idea on how to be a wife. Some people don't have the faintest idea of how to be a husband. You see, men are very different from women. Men are interested in different things from what women are interested in. I always tell my wife that, you know, women are so different from men. Women like chatting. In commode. They like talking. I was seeing some young sisters and they were moving together, just going. And I saw them, I said, how are you? What have you been up to? So we were chatting, we had a good time. And I, and, and I was, you see, I was telling my wife that I cannot imagine three or four brothers who are going somewhere together just to chat throughout the, the day and the night, just to chat and be happy. I, I don't know any brothers who are going to do that. So they are so different. And so when you get married, you, sometimes you cannot understand the differences that exist. But when you come to the church and you receive skill, you realize that when your husband is quiet, that is, that is how he is. It's, it's, it's not abnormal. Don't be worried and grow wild and say, hey, why are you talking? When I'm talking to you, you, you will even be taught that you must still maintain your friends so that you have somebody to release your chattings on. I believe that every woman, no matter how, who you are married to, you, you should not expect your husband to be your chatting uh, mate. Maintain all your chatting mates and add your husband for as much as he can chat because AVAP, I mean, that's how we were made. But you see, you come into marriage thinking that this and this and that, and when you realize, some ladies don't have the faintest idea of how to be a good wife. All they know is how to wear that white wedding dress. And they are coming, they are coming, they are coming. Oh, they said just two hours something. That is nothing. It's nothing. They don't have the faintest idea. They don't, they, 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 they don't, they don't know how to cook. They don't know how to be a, a wife. They don't know how to have sex. They don't want to have sex in the first place. And they don't know how to do it. They don't want to do it. 
and they just want to be dead bodies and, and, and they, all they wanted was the wedding and the wedding dress <laughs> but when you come to church you will be given skill I said you'll be given skill you'll receive sakal and dia knowledge intelligence skill instruction amen the next one is to to make to understand is that not so to have or to make wisdom to have wisdom to be to believe to consider to be wise and what's the last one to guide wittingly amen now what is going to be the effect of receiving knowledge and understanding or sakal and dia which is wisdom intelligence etc etc i just want to use one person uh, in the bible turn with me to psalm 23 everybody you know that scripture by heart but let's turn to it and let's read it and say the lord is my shepherd i shall not want and Utre said, I shall not want to know. Etre said, What? Etre said, You have everything. You have Bibiara. Eh? I mean, you have a castle, no money. You know, houses, no money. Dresses, no money. Shoes, no money. And what again? Ties, no money. Shoes no money. And the fanties will have a lot of fried uh, yams and fried uh, foods. Plantains. No money. <laughs> because you see, there are some people who have built their roofing sheets inside the stomach. The roofing sheet and the three bedrooms are all inside one stomach. How can three bedrooms be inside your stomach? But you see, when you come to church, you will get wisdom and intelligence. Intelligence. How to live your life. Business. So when you say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall know what. And no treasure. So how, how is God going to get you to the point where you, you, you don't have anything that you need? How? How, how, how is the shepherd going to get the sheep to the place where he shall not want? How? Through what? Through what? Through deer and sakal. That is how he will do it. So let me show you. This is the progression. The voice, the shepherd, you come to his voice. Then the voice is carrying the deer and the sakal. And then you come to the result. So write that chain reaction. Because that is the main sequence that you must understand. The shepherd, then his voice, then his carrying deer and sakal, and then prosperity, straight away. First thing, I shall not want. First thing, when you follow the word of God, you will prosper in this life, definitely. If your pastor is feeding with knowledge and understanding, you are going to prosper. Prosper. Prosperity. Amen. Can I have an Amen. Now, how does knowledge and understanding bring you prosperity? Turn with me to Second Chronicles. I'm going to show you somebody who had just that. Verse 1. And Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom. Then Solomon spake unto all Israel. 
that night, verse 7, did God appear unto Solomon and said, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said to God, Thou hast showed great mercy unto David my father and hast made me to reign in his stead. Now, did you write down the chemical equation? You have it. How does it read? Shepherd. Then you have an arrow to what? Then you have another arrow to what? And then you have another arrow to what? Write number one, prosperity. It's a, it's a long list. The things that are coming through knowledge and understanding and wisdom, brother, you got to know it. Notice, in that night did God appear to Solomon and asked, what shall I give you? And Solomon said unto God, Thou hast showed great mercy unto my David, my father, and hast made me to reign in his stead. Now, O Lord, let thy promise unto David, my father, be established, for thou hast made me a king over people like the dust of the earth. Now, verse 10. Give me what? Give me what? Wisdom and what? Knowledge. Here you begin to see that deer and sakal. He's saying that, oh, you, are, you can give me a lot of things. Just give me the deer and the sakal. Give me deer. I know that is what I need. Deer and sakal. Knowledge and wisdom is the same as knowledge and understanding. Amen? Are you still in the church? Are you still members of the church? He said, now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before these people for who can judge these people? And God said to Solomon, because this was in thy heart, and thou hast not asked for riches or wealth or honor or for the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for wisdom and knowledge for thyself that thou mayest judge my people over whom I have made thee king. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee. And I will give thee in addition to that riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings that have ever been before thee. And there shall neither be any Neither shall there any after thee have the like. Notice, he said, because you had the sense not to ask for anything but these two ingredients. Brother, <laughs> uh, you asked for the right things. I said, you asked for the right things. Because a whole lot of other things are coming after the wisdom and the knowledge. Because wisdom and knowledge brings wealth. If you in this church could come to this church and say, give me wisdom and knowledge. Give me the book and go home and read it. Give me the tape. What tape is there? Give me a series on this. Let me spend my money for that. Look, my dear friends, I always remember many years ago, I think it was 1988, I, I was in London as a student. And I, a student, you don't have much money, you know. But the, the money that I had, I bought with it a Bible. A Dick's Bible. It cost me 63 pounds 12 years ago. You see these shoes? I didn't buy even one pair of shoes. You see this shirt? I didn't buy even one. You see my beautiful tie? Is my tie nice? I didn't, I didn't even buy one. But you see, the knowledge and the wisdom that I had from the, the Bible, I can have any number of shoes I want. If I want, I can have a whole lot of shoes. I don't have a lot of shoes. Those who watch my shoes carefully realize I don't have much. <laughs> now, I don't know why you are laughing. 
Are you laughing at me? All right. <laughs> I didn't get shoes, but I got knowledge and I got wisdom. Not knowledge and wisdom give me a whole lot of shoes. One day I was preaching, I said, you people, you, you laugh at... Somebody said, uh, uh, he's like his father, he doesn't want to spend money and so on, he's always wearing the same shoes. I said, you are criticizing me because I'm wearing the same shoes, but I have a house. You have a whole lot of shoes and I, I have a house. Which one is better, shoe and a house? <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? I remember one time I was in a, what's the place called? Tulsa, Oklahoma. You should, you should see. I went through the catalog of tapes. I, have, I've, I had a lot of tapes of Kenneth Hagin. I went through the catalog. Every tape that I don't have, I bought all like this. And I brought it. Any book written by Kenneth Hagin, I, I don't need to, I, don't, I just need to have it with me must be at home. I have not even listened to it because there are a lot. But as time goes on, I take it. I look through. Say, let me have this. Let me have this. Let me have this. And I keep soaking in the knowledge and understanding. And the knowledge and understanding, it is giving me all the blessing. I'm, I'm, I'm prosperous. I'm, I'm, I'm prospered. I'm blessed. And what is prosperity to you? What is prosperity? What does it mean to, buy a ha- to have a house? I have a house. I have a nice car. I have a nice wife. I have children. I can go to London tomorrow if I want to. I can come back on Wednesday if I want to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Relax. Just get the deer and the sakal. Don't argue. You will have it as well. Amen. No, I'm telling you, you see, it's your choices. Solomon said, like, give me knowledge, wisdom. God said, you chose the right thing. You come to church. You want to sit at the back. Why? Even when there's space in front, you want to be far. I remember when I went to Tulsa and I was going to uh, church service, I wanted to be as near the front. In fact, I had long arguments with the ashes. You know, when I was arguing, I was just remembering my own church, how there are some people who come, they show them sit here, they don't want to sit there, they want to sit where. I negotiated. I told, I told one of the ashes, I said, listen, I've come from a very far place in Africa. I cannot sit at the back. And I told him, I cannot sit upstairs. Because they wanted to send me upstairs. I, said, I cannot sit. I told that guy. And I even made friends with a, an usher from, I think, Ukraine. I, I, I made friends with that. I said, listen, help me. One day you'll be surprised that I'll, I'll be able to help. Just get me a good seat near the, near the front. And every time I always managed to get my way there. I didn't want to be far. I want to be near. People come to church and, eh, we, 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 are, we are the back benches in the church. We, we, we are the back bench. What is a back bencher? We, we are those who are far. We are those who don't buy tapes. We are those who don't buy books. Brother, get the deer and sakal and you will get everything else that you have ever desired or wanted. You'll be surprised. Someone says, eh, how does it come? How, what, is the, what is the connection between NDC and deer and Please. Let your intelligence increase from today in Jesus' name. Realize it. God is giving you skill. How many have realized that you have received skill and understanding and expertise since you started coming? Just listening to the word. Just listening to the word. You realize that it has a good effect. Ecclesiastes, very quickly, I want you to see this before we close. 
run our, our time is up, but just rush to Ecclesiastes. I want you to see what Solomon said, you know, after he got all the, what do you call it? Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 12. I, the preacher. Listen. I, the preacher. Ecclesiastes 727, page 727. Larry, have you found it? Notice, I, the preacher, I was king over Israel in Jerusalem. Verse 13. And I gave my heart to seek and to search out by what? Wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. This sore travail had God given to the sons of men. I have seen that which is cooked and whatever. Verse 17. And I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. <laughs> I perceive that this is also a vexation of spirit. Now, chapter 2, verse 4. I made me great works. Everybody say great works. How many want to do great works in this life? I builded me houses. How many want to build houses? Solomon built houses. He didn't ask for houses, but he ended up building a whole lot of houses. I planted me vineyards. How many want to plant, have farms and, and gardens in your house, not just a big gutter outside your house? I made me gardens and orchards, and I planted trees in them. Verse 6, I made me pools of water. How many want to have swimming pools in your house? I see you having swimming pools in your house. To water there with the wood that bringeth forth. I got me servants and maidens. How many want to have servants and maidens? Or you want to be a servant and a maiden for the rest of your life? And I had servants born in my house. That one is another realm. The servants are also like another household. That are also being born in the house. And also I had great possessions of great and small cattle. Above all, verse 8, I gathered me also silver and gold and the peculiar treasures of kings. How many want to have uh, silver and gold? Receive the silver and gold in Jesus' name. Amen. Then the next one is, I got me men singers and women singers. How many want to have sound systems in your house? Sound system. Oh, so many things. Because of what? I can't hear you. Because of what? The shepherd is releasing what? Is releasing what? What is the voice carrying? And what is the deer and sakar bringing? Prosperity. Silver and gold. Meet the nearest prosperous person next to you. To encourage the person. I'm glad to uh, meet you as you are receiving the deer and sakar. We are all moving forward together. Stand to your feet. Our time is up. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Shall we just pray for a moment? Father, thank you so much for your word this morning. We give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Thank you for the deer and the sakal. We thank you that we shall walk in it, flow in it, get it, operate in it in Jesus' name. And as every head is bowed, every eye closed, if you want to give your life to Jesus this morning, you want to be born again, raise up your right hand. I want to give your life to Jesus. God bless you. Lift it up high, please, so that I can see it. All right. If you, you lifted up your hand, you want to give your life to Jesus, please come down, come to me in the front here from wherever you are standing. And I'm going to pray with you. You want to give your life to God, come to me in the front here, quickly. God bless you. All right, just, just come quickly. God bless you. Go with our pastor right here. He's going to take you downstairs.
God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.